I'm Mel Stewart, and this is the Swim Swam Podcast. Today, we are discussing a tectonic shift in our sport, one that may have the biggest impact in swimming for a generation. Thanks for joining us. You got to tune in. This is breaking news. Fina's Technical Congress saw the passing of a powerful proposed change to Rule SW 10.8. As of January 1st, 2023, the use of technology and automated data collection devices is permissible for the sole purpose of collecting data. That's in races. However, automated devices shall not be utilized to transmit sounds or signals to swimmers and may not be used to aid their speed. What does that mean? Wearables to collect data for research, education, entertainment is legal in races. However, that data cannot be used in real time in races to aid swimmers' speed. So no feedback to swimmers while they're racing. One of the few select companies to maximize this is this FINA ruling is technology behemoth Tritonware. Today we have CEO Tristan Lahari of Tritonware. To help us understand what this means, I, and, and I'm just, I'm going to give the floor to you because uh, I'm, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. I have opinions, but I, I, I want to hear from the expert. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, this is uh, big, big news in the sport. So we're, we're really excited to see this happen. We've, we've been looking to see this happen for years and uh, glad to see something catch up with, with other sports. Um, you know, from, from my side of things, I think there's, there's a variety of impacts that this is going to have. You know the most obvious. You know, naturally, being access to race data uh, is going to be big. That's going to that's going to drive a lot of insights in the sport, and it's going to drive change in the sport, all the way up to you know we could potentially see the entire sport growing as a result of this uh, because of broadcast data uh, being available uh, for viewers and making maybe the sport more entertaining for people that are not in ingrained in the swing industry, making the sport make sense for people that are not swimmers. So there's a huge variety here that will make this extremely exciting and, and really, really impactful uh, on the long term. So let's give, give people a little bit of a teaser and put this in context. If you're a sports fan and you're watching soccer or you're watching American football or basketball or, or any sport, baseball, you have this enormous data dump and fans dive into the minutia of that data, it keeps them engaged, keeps them excited. In swimming, um, we haven't had it. We've had we've had a few metrics, and it's because network television, NBC, BBC, whoever has it, they're coming in and they're groaning and they're going, God, you guys are 20, 30 years behind the times, and they do it. Um, that's over. Uh, you you have this. I've seen your dashboard. I've I've I've, I've been I've, I've gone through your dashboard and and the, the amount of data for for swimmers that's applicable and makes sense and is within the language of the sport that coaches and athletes understand. You've got it all. Uh, it I, I, I got to take a step back and I'm, I'm I don't mean to chew up the screen, but we've worked with you guys over the years and it began as hey Mel. Hey, it's Tristan. This is what we have. Um, we're going to come in. And we want to. We want to give you a deep dive on data and with our dashboard for NC2A championships and the Olympic Games, World Championships, and we've we've done that 
you know, years, some, some, you know, we might miss it for three months. And, and when we don't have it, our audience says, Hey, where's this? They want to, they want to, they want to see what's going on. Sure. Um, so give it, give us just a short teaser and then let's get, let's go, let's go back to the beginning. But give us a short teaser of what this might look like for an NBC or a BBC. Yeah, for sure. I think having having this data live in a race, uh, not just you know for the athletes or not just for the coaches on deck or, or whatever, having this on a screen for the the general audience, uh, first of all, it gives you know a lot more excitement to the race. I think to the the average person to help them see what's going well, what's going poorly, without having to understand what a good stroke and a bad stroke looks like. Uh, I think that's big. I think uh, you know the 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 awareness of what what all the data means will come into play with the actual broadcasters themselves. When they have access to it, and the conversation is going to change, uh, you know, I'm sure the same way baseball changed pretty drastically when numbers came in heavily into baseball. Uh, so I think it just makes it so much more exciting, so much more engaging. It makes the way that the audiences outside of the sport can really take part and be engaged in it. And if we can attract more people to watch the sport, we can attract more people to the sport. Uh, so I think it's a that, that's a long-winded, uh, you know, impact that can happen from this kind of a ruling. And I'm really excited to where that will take us. Let's just take one more second on this. And, and so there, you know, everybody knows this, this data point, the reaction time on the start. What is a data point where people are going to see this from the Troyton where deep dive and they're going to be like, this one data point is consequential to determine who is going to win this race. And, it, and it's consistent across a lot of races. What's, what's one or two data points? For sure. I think I think some of the big things off push off like max acceleration off the wall or push off strength. I think some of those elements and seeing how they deteriorate throughout a race are going to be extremely telling. Uh, you know, something we always tell the swimmers is as soon as we leave the wall, you know, we're slowing down the rest of the length. So if we're losing speed off that that push off, you know, we're going to feel that later in that length. Uh, so seeing that deteriorate in the race will be extremely interesting. Uh, seeing how stroke efficiency changes. Uh, so, you know, actual change in speed in a stroke cycle, how that does change over the course of a race as people get tired and sloppy and hips drop. Uh, I think that kind of stuff would be extremely powerful as well. And then actually things that we currently use like stroke rates and changes in stroke rates or stroke rate variations through the length uh, will, will have a big impact and, and be really understandable for people. So there's so many things we can dive into there. There's, you know, you know, we track 30 plus data points that we can be throwing on a screen. I think the conversation is now what's going to be the most valuable and interesting to the everyday audience uh, to really drive a narrative that's exciting uh, for everyone. I could hear the swim nerds and fans now talking about, whoa, X swimmer, it was exploding, but off that third wall, they just lost their juice. There's no pop. Um, the data points do make it more exciting. So let's, let's bring it back to the beginning. And um, just in, in terms of having this, I'm a coach and I can capture race data from my athletes and, uh, and I, you know, I have that data to, to help me coach, be a better coach. What is, you know, what is the meaning of that? And, 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 you know, how is that going to impact swim, you know, coaches and swimmers in the relationship and improvement? For sure. I think, uh, you know, around the world, data has existed in races in some capacity for a really long time. You know, we work with national federations all around the world, and, and they're all tracking some level of data by recording video and manually annotating that video to tell them what are the stroke rates, what are the push-up distances, etc. cetera. Uh, so that's existed at the top level. Uh, I think the benefit of now having technology being able to be used in a race is it's now democratizing the use of data. Uh, to all levels of athletes. So this means that the average club level athlete can be wearing a device and doesn't need an army of sports scientists to analyze that data. Uh, it'll give them access to that information. It'll then give the coach access to that, access to that information so they can focus on what is actually holding the athlete back 
And that's just based on existing data points. So that's kind of step one is existing data that's on, you know, that, that's on every stopwatch and things like that right now. It will automate that process. The next big step from that is there's a lot of data you cannot capture manually that you genuinely need sensors to, to track with, whether that's acceleration, speeds, uh, depth, you know, heart rate, et cetera. There's so many things that you cannot you know, track manually that this now opens the door for. So there's a, a whole new realm of data collection that's now possible uh, that never has been and will basically unlock elements of an athlete's stroke and race strategy that we've never known before. So it's going to unlock new levers uh, that will help coaches you know, make changes uh, based on what's actually happening in a race and where true strengths and weaknesses lie. Data is democratizing everything. It's empowering everybody if they'll embrace it. The, you know, the interesting thing is that you, you going back to the 1980s when I was, I, you'd always have to travel up to Colorado Springs and you, it was painful how much we would have to go through for them to collect all the data that was needed, yeah. but it was, it was very eye-opening. And if you think about it in a, you know, from the highest level, 28 time Olympic medalist, Michael Phelps, you know, he was always going with coach Bob Bowman to Colorado Springs. And they were, they would say that these moments in that training at the Olympic training camp were consequential to their success. Now, way more data is possible at, for, for a coach, for a small team in, in the middle of Iowa or, you know, some far flung city in, in the, in the outback of Australia. Then, then at the U.S. Olympic Training Center with Tritonware, is let's 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 be a little democratic here. Is there anybody out that is does any is there another company that has this many data points even with even has twenty percent of the data points that you have? Uh, yeah, I don't think so. There's, there's nobody anywhere near the the level of data that we have, uh, let alone you know accuracy and, and, and getting that data live and et cetera. So uh, yeah, we're why? definitely positioned here. <laughs> why 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 is that? Why is that? Because it, it's a yeah, I mean, you have a you have a background and a passion for swim, but it is a unique situation. You've 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 latched onto this, and you've been at it for a very long time. Why 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 focus all your energies in swim? Yeah, I think the nature of the way that we started off in the industry was we began with competitive swim. You know, that's that's our focus, that's our bread and butter. You know, to do that, we began by having to be really accurate with our data. We had to provide high value, high accuracy data. Uh, that snowballed into needing to give more data to be more valuable and then build you know models of athletes we needed more data to be you know give a holistic understanding of the athlete uh, so we just snowballed by really focusing on what the competitive swimming world needs and the fact that we've been around since you know 2014 has allowed us to basically just have this monumental lead in, in the industry uh, and and just again that that resounding focus on competitive swim uh, not not getting necessarily distracted by what the consumer market wants or fitness athletes. Like we want to make sure we really solve a high value point in this market. And make sure that we really do a great job for our customers before moving on. So uh, there's a lot of a lot of room for that, and, and that's really what separated us, I think, from the the competition. I, I want to get into data education, but I I, I would like to. I'm I'm aware of a lot of coaches, particularly a lot of coaches who were just their 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 first movers there, and they're and they are engaged, and they're. They're on the, the, the leading edge of the sport. And, I, and we know that they're, the ones that are not have a sense of, of insecurity and fear that, I, okay, I've got to adopt. I've got to move faster. But there is, there's, there's something that was crucial missing within this massive data set, and that is race data. Mm -hmm. That is, the coach has all this data from a training season you you swim differently in races and you want to match which what's happening in a race when the emotions are high 
with, you want to match that to your training. You want to hit those levels at certain points in training. What does it mean to be able to have race data now? Yeah, I think having, having race data as a starting point, I think when people see this rule change, they're like, oh, that sounds good. That sounds cool. And they won't think too much of it. And then you realize, wait, if I have access to this race data, so do all my competitors, and they all have understandings now of what their athletes are doing well and poorly. That's going to change the trajectory that those athletes are now training at and, and improving at. And there's going to come a point where if I don't track my races and I don't understand those things that those other athletes are seeing through uh, data that they you know are getting automatically with you know advanced metrics like you know sensor data, you know I'm going to be behind. At the end of the day, it's going to be the equivalent to not having a full body racing suit when full body racing suits were legal. You're going to be at a disadvantage. You're going to get left behind. And that's just inevitable, you know, regardless of if it's us or somebody else doing it, you're going to need to track data in races. And I think that's, I think it's good for the sport. It's going to improve trajectory of the sport. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, I think this will be something that kicks people in gear if they're, they're, they're late movers on this. They will need this data at the end of the day. If they want to be better, they want to improve their athletes, uh, they'll need it. You know, it's fun. It's, it's interesting. Um, I wanted the relationship with you just because I knew that I had this deficiency and I needed to learn more. I needed to educate myself. I'm, I'm, I'm somebody that sees swimming through the lens of the eighties and nineties. So that's why I, I really tried to foster this relationship with you. And it's, um, but you said something and you said this a long time ago to me, you said, if we can have this moment where they allow this to happen, FINA allows this to happen, the, the, this would be a monumental historic moment and it would have an impact the way, the way tech suits did. And everybody remembers what tech suits did for swimming. Swimming took off that we, we, you know, we, we had a 2009 world championships with a world record after world record, but you, you added this quick caveat. You said, but it's going to be knowledge based. It's not going to be a cheat suit. It's going to be actual education. And um, so what you just said then reminds me of something you said a very long time ago. You're, you're a soothsayer. <laughs> I mean, I think that's the, that's, that's, the, that's the story at the end of the day. When we see uh, suits or, 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 or running shoes and running or whatever, like changing speeds of people, it's not, it's not actual athletic improvement. It's not necessarily improvement of the sport. It's improvement of some, some, something in the race or in the technology that was used. This is actually going to improve how athletes train. It's going to improve how athletes get faster. It's going to improve that rate of, of development of athletes so they can get faster. They're going to unlock those weaknesses so they can work on them and actually genuinely get faster as athletes, regardless of, of, of other you know, inputs uh, to the system. So, yeah, this is this one actually generally change the sport uh, and take it to the next level. So I think it's extremely exciting. I think all coaches want to uh, – coaches are intuitive. You know, it's uh, they are – if you've read Malcolm Gladwell's Blink, they have – all the sophistication, they can take a look at something and they, they immediately know. But these types of coaches and athletes um, love to be surprised and they love to innovate and they love having this old assumption that can be proven wrong. And data does that. Data, data, data points to all your weak spots. And the difference between average and good good and great, great and having history or international medals is covering all those weaknesses and all those blind spots. So it sounds like that's the, from top to bottom, that's, that's going to be the difference. Absolutely. Uh, is, is there anything more that you could say in terms of just data education? Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think with, with data itself, I think 
there's certain metrics that every coach knows, you know, every coach knows stroke rate, every coach, coach knows time, every coach knows, you know, some key elements that they directly correlate to higher performance. Uh, I think by having data in your face all the time, you know, coaches and athletes are going to get just passively educated on all the different data points that are available and what is a good number for a variety of metrics. And, and, you know, what does this mean? What does this mean? So I think the education that comes from, uh, from just having that data all the time in your face is, is going to be extremely beneficial for the just general education of data in the market. Uh, you know, it's, it's something that I think it's been somewhat sporadic just based off of what data points have been available historically. Um, but with that kind of increased volume of data, uh, it's just going to help drive that awareness, drive that education, not just for the elites, but all the way down and help us really understand what metrics are making a big difference. What, what, what skill-based metrics are making a difference at what levels? What should I really be focusing on uh, for, for each athlete that I'm working with uh, to make sure that we are taking uh, the whole sport to the next level? And data education is the biggest way that that's going to happen. You know, regardless of what company is doing it, education awareness to data is going to drive the entire sport in the right direction. Uh, which is uh, is going to be great for for the entire sport. Something that's interesting is the uh, and I didn't I didn't anticipate it, but uh, my wife came up with a name for swim swam, and she's a non swimmer. And uh, before we launched, no one said swammer. It was it was just it was just this weird word. But people say swammer as a form. Oh, I'm a swammer. I think that there's going to be a, a term and it's going to become ubiquitous. It's going to become something we see in social coaches are going to use it. And it's going to be continually said over and over and over driven by data. Yeah. It's going to be swim IQ. Yeah. What is your swim IQ? And it's and swim IQ is going to be this one thing where uh, I can look at, at someone racing and I can pull up my, my Triton wear app and I have high swim IQ because I know their metrics deeply um well and with that you know I, I guess i'll jump in there as well i think one of the one of the even easier ways for people to understand what's going to happen here is you know right now we have time standards that we aim for no matter what level of an athlete that i am whether i'm you know juniors whether i'm going to nationals whether i'm trying to qualify for the olympics ab times whatever that is i have times but what we're going to have now because we're going to have access to this data at all these levels uh for for all levels of athletes in every country around the world we're now going to have this massive database that we can build uh, standards, not just based on time, but based on speed underwater, push-up acceleration, stroke rates, distance per stroke, time, whatever it is, all the different metrics we're going to have as inputs and, and targets that we can be aiming for. So it's going to basically unlock and, and kind of demystify what it takes to make an Olympic final. What does it take to get the Olympics? Not just based on these times that maybe four or six years out seem almost unattainable for an athlete, but what skills do I need to do? What inputs do I need to put into the system to have that time happen at the end of the race? So that's going to be just from an awareness education perspective, that's just going to bleed it down into the entire industry and the entire swing community uh, in a really positive way. I think there's something that, that we haven't done. We've sometimes we've done it. It's been kind of fun. And in, in terms of disengaging an audience and, and engaging fans and engaging swimmers who are watching the elites and it, it, like Rowdy Gaines, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do the call for NBC. He loves reaction times, man. He <laughs> loves reaction times, but it's like, do we have a, a you know, do you take reaction times across an entire event or a season or 10 seasons and go, this yeah. is this is the world champion of reaction time. This is the world champion of, of speed on the on the push off. Mm -hmm. It's a but, but having a, a leaderboard for that type of data. That's something that we can we, that we can have now with with athletes wearing wearables. And that does drive engagement. 
yeah, yeah, engagement drives education, drives all the right things. You know, we're gonna we're gonna see athletes understanding what it takes to get there. Um, and it's uh, yeah, that just organically increases the swim IQ, like you mentioned. So I think by doing all those things, by passively educating everybody on data, having an understanding of really what's happening in a race, not just from a basic level perspective, but a more advanced sensor-based perspective as well, you know, we're going to, we're going to really increase the rate of improvement in the sport. If, if, if this gets you, you know, at a large enough scale, we're going to see the trajectory of improvements happening at a much higher rate. We're going to see that ceiling pushed a bit faster. Uh, so I think there's a lot of, uh, a lot of developments that this comes, that this, this kind of comes with, uh, that will help athletes improve faster and maybe improve maybe what ceiling they thought they had, uh, and, and, uh, and might've hit otherwise. I don't know how much you can talk about this because I know that as, as, as somebody who is, um, you know, when you're, when you, when you come to a market and you're an innovator, you're, you're trying to improve, you're trying to improve uh, something that you care about, which is what you've done in swim. I don't know what you can share, but as how, you know, how long has this discussion gone on in the background at the international governing body at FINA about the ability to wear, you know, wearables in races? Yeah. I mean, we've been, you know, it's been probably four plus years that we've had this conversation at various levels to, to figure out, uh, you know, how we could do this and, and and how do we make it happen in a way that's fair to the sport. You know, we obviously we don't want to have something that's going to that can be cheated. We don't want something that's going to be you know misused in a way that's going to be unfair to other athletes. We want to make sure that this is purely as a tool to help us improve. Uh, you know, the sport and, and the way that it was worded in this rule change was really well done. Uh, it, it's not giving data to athletes in a race. It's not changing anything about their race. It's allowing us to use it after the fact. We can use it live in broadcast as well, naturally, to make it more exciting. Uh, but really, there's no way to get that data to an athlete, you know, in the pool while they swim. So it's not going to change anything about the swim race dynamics. It's just going to give us awesome insight into how to get better, how to improve the sport, how to get people more excited about the sport. I was aware of what happened last week at FINA, and I was aware from the, you know, the intentional relationship with you in, in, in terms of, of my continuing education. So I was aware of what this impact meant. And I was also aware that this wasn't a curated press release. Um, from them, and I'm and I'm 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 aware that you know we're we're engaging Fina and asking questions and talking to people, but I knew this would take some time. Sure. And uh, it's interesting that, that I, I'm I'm wondering who's going to look back on this moment and say, yeah, this was that moment where we planted the flag in, in history and and things began to change. So we're going to reach out to Fina. Excuse me, we've already reached out to Fina. But we're going to reach out to a few different folks at Fina, and we're going to keep following up on this topic. And, and as there's new iterations and new possibilities for data collection in races and what it means, uh, will you come back and, and, and talk us through it? Absolutely. That sounds great. Did I cover everything? Is there anything that, that, like, that we're missing here that's obvious? No, I think that's, that's pretty much it. I think we kind of went through all the, the key things. Um, I mean, yeah, I think hammering home also the, obviously the, the potential to grow the sport by getting people engaged that are not in the sport. Uh, you know, I think we hit that at the beginning, but uh, yeah. I'm, this is my hope for the sport. And this, this, and this is, I hope everybody out there listens to this. I hope that there, and I know this happens now because I talk to the parents and I talk to the kids. It's, uh, you know, every so often I hear from mom and dad, or I hear from a 10 year old and this 10 year old is smarter than, than, you know, they, they could, they could sit next to an analyst on a, on a national broadcast and they know everything. Yeah. And, and I was that way when I was a kid. 
Um, I can't wait to, 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 to meet those kids who have this deeper knowledge of the sport. And, uh, and, I, and, I, and I know that it's, it's their generation that's going to take it and really run with it. So uh, when, when, we have that, when we have that kid, we're going to have to bring them on and see how smart <laughs> they are, see how high their swim IQ is. I appreciate you coming on, buddy. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.